listening to the Go Ministries International Podcast, where you're going to hear the truth of the Word of God, wild, relevant, and powerful for your journey in today's world. We're going to talk about one of our main cultures this morning, which is a culture of honor. Um, there's some, been some things on Lacey and I's heart that we want to share with you guys. Um, so the three things we're going to talk about this morning that are all intertwined, and this is the concept we want to share with you, is humility, honor, and gratefulness. Humility, honor, and gratefulness. Okay, let me um, go ahead and read with you a portion of scripture found in Luke chapter 17. That's where we're going to start this morning. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11 says this. While Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And they raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were miraculously healed one by one and made clean. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. I want you to highlight that because that's what we're going to emphasize this morning. He turned back glorifying and praising and honoring God with a, emphasize this too, a loud voice. And in verse 16 it says, And he lay face downward at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked him, Were there not ten of you who were cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? This is going to be our base text for this morning. And again, this is how humility, honor, and thankfulness all tie in to one another. See, I believe it's the attitude of humility that gives us the ability to honor. Um, I know the stage in life that you're at and being a young adult, you're trying to kind of establish yourself. While at the same time, you are working on building your life and this is a good thing. But it's important that we're building our life on the right principles. Sometimes we'll take opportunities or things that are handed to us and be like, oh, that's great. That's for me to take. That's for me to have. And that's a way that I can stand on my own two feet. But let me just tell you, you are always stronger when you're standing together with others than standing on your own two feet. Now, we know Paul's principle that he expressed with us in the New Testament when he said, I have become self-sufficient. In Christ's sufficiency. So there's, a th there's an attitude of humility, honor, and thankfulness that causes us to turn back. And, and, and that isn't, not in a negative sense, but it, it's basically referencing looking back and letting that reflection of what we're looking back on project forward into our future. There are so many people who are trying to build their lives and establish themselves, but they're trying to do so too independently. Remember, most of the things that we have in this life, it isn't things that we've established or we've figured out. Really, most of what we have in life spiritually are the things that we've been given. Things have been given to us as a gift, whether that's opportunity, um, skill development, 
knowledge, wisdom, performance, etc. These are opportunities that were given. And yes, you do have a role to play in it. But really in life, can I tell you what we are? We're responders. Our responsibility is to respond to the things that we've been given or the opportunities that we've been given or the things that we've been offered. And the principle we want to highlight here is, again, humility is always looking back saying, I didn't get here on my own. I think this is huge. Humility always causes us to look back and say, I didn't get where I am today on my own. This is humility. It's looking back and realizing this wasn't just me because really that would be pride. And can I just reference that scripture for just a moment? That God gives what? Grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. I have examples of even today, people who have walked through ministry, been involved in ministry a long time, even those who have come to go ministries who are now, even, even in this moment, experiencing the negative and detrimental effects of not being humble enough, humble enough to realize this is where I came from. This or this place or, and I'm not just talking about go. Again, I, want, I really want this to be unbiased in how you receive it because it is unbiased in how I'm communicating at least where my heart is. This is not about go ministries. This is about wherever you're at, wherever you go. It's a life principle. Really, I, I was thinking about it this morning and I don't really know exactly how to appropriate this phrase, but in my opinion, humility and honor are the greatest life hacks. Because they give you such favor. They give you such gain in your life. But if you only use them to gain favor, they will betray you. Because you have to really embrace humility, right? Which means, oh, I don't deserve this. I didn't get here on my own. You almost have to forsake yourself to a certain degree. But if you're trying to embrace yourself while embracing humility or honor, it doesn't work that way. Those things start to work for you when you let go of you. So as humility looks and says, man, I didn't get here on my own, where I'm at right now, the person I've become, the character that I currently have, uh, the opportunities or the platforms or the, all those things that I get offered to me, they didn't come to me because of me. Number one, they came to you because of God. Because every good and perfect gift, say it, comes from God. Yes. It comes from God. So being humble enough that as you move forward in establishing who you are, who you're going to be, and moving forward and building your own life, which we all need to do, we need to make sure that we're building our life on the right principles. Some people merely build their life off of opportunity. They think, oh, opportunity. Oh, opportunity, and they will become led astray because opportunity has become their God. Instead of just faith in God, I want you to lead me. And I'm going to say this because I wanted to continue part two in the series of The Way of a Man, and I'm going to do that, but I felt this Holy Ghost interruption in my heart that we had to cover this first. We cannot be led by opportunity. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God not the opportunities of God. They are different. One is an event. One is a, is, is, is a person that you're doing life with. 
And sometimes because we get to do life with other people during these events, yet the emphasis is the event, the opportunity, or the platform. And those, ah, man, this is shaking my heart right now. Those who neglect to remain humble and to honor the things and the people that God has used in their life to get them where they're at, their present and their future will be sacrificed. There will be negative things. There will be detrimental circumstances that will come on you because you, what did you do? You neglected not just people, you neglected God. Because God chose to use that place or God chose to use those people. Every single one of you in this, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive this point home because I really want you to know that this is not about Go Ministries. The perception might be, oh, this is what I need to do right here and right now. And yes, there's an application for that, but what's more important is how you apply this to your past. You didn't get here where you are right now without somebody connecting you to here. Go Ministries did not get here on our own. Why do we constantly reference Living Word and Pastor Mac? Because he is the one who gave Pastor Steve this opportunity to birth this ministry in his house, underneath of his covering, and then we launched out after that. Do you know that when Go Ministries pays tithes? Because Go Ministries pays its tithes. You wanna know where we give our tithes? To Living Word. What are we doing? We're not neglecting our past. It is so easy to remain humble and to give honor to the people and to the place you're currently in. Because that's the reality you're facing. It's right here, it's right now. I wanna give honor to them and so many people will give honor because the immediate assurance or confirmation they get by doing the right thing to the people who are teaching them the right thing in real time right here in this moment but that's easy because a lot of that can potentially be self-serving. It gives me favor with my leaders. It gives me a better relationship with my leaders. It makes everything awesome right here, right now because I'm kind of showing face, but yet when I'm in the dorm rooms with others, it's just, uh, it's just whatever, aggressive or strife or friction. I'm not saying that's the case. It, it has been the case in the past. But sometimes the way we exhibit humility and honor is just to serve us in this moment. But to make sure that our, hum uh, th that our attempts towards humility and honor are not self-serving, you do it with your past. Why? Because it gives you no immediate benefit, recognition, acknowledgement, or satisfaction. Why? Because who you're referencing, you have no physical contact. You, you know what I mean? Now, unless you say, oh yeah, well this place did this for me, and then you go and call them on the phone that very night after the day's over and say, hey, I referenced you this morning, self-serving. You do it to the point of they don't even know you're doing it. When you apply humility and honor to your past, and again, let's reference what humility does. It causes us, remember we were just reading, in Luke 17, what did this one out of 10, one out of 10, that's a 10% chance. He turned around and what did he do? He turned back because he knew he wasn't where he was at. He was traveling from where he was with Jesus over to go see the priest inside the temple. And as he was going, he went and did that, but then he turned back to what? Give reference and to give honor because he didn't end up healed on his own. 
Yet so many young people and young generations are saying, oh, look, I'm healed. My faith in God healed me. It wasn't that. What were they doing? They were all standing there far off away from Jesus. And what were they doing? They were just asking. They were just begging. (laughs) They weren't like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We understand. No, no. They just said, will you heal us? Will you help us? And he did that. And then they went on their way and only one, listen, this is huge. I want this to hit your heart so hard. Only one out of 10 turned back. Only one out of 10. Can I encourage you with something this morning? Don't be the nine out of 10. Don't be the 90% that doesn't turn back and say, okay, I'm not here because of what I did. I didn't get here on my own. So there is a part of honor that requires humility. And let me just say this, without humility, our chances for failing to honor exponentially go up. Can I tell you why? Because it requires humility to honor. Why? What does honor do? Honor gives what? Preference. Honor gives preference to someone else or to something else, right? That's what honor does. Well, no, I'll honor you. Like, no, I'm going to go take that trash. No, go give me your, or give me your plate. No, I'm going to take it. I want to take it myself. We're fighting to honor, which means we're fighting to what? Give preference. Listen, honor has something to give. And I know that we've all, I mean, this is a part of what we've adopted into Go Ministries curriculum is honor's reward. But can I just tell you something? Before you ever are there to get honor's reward, you have to be there to let honor give what it's supposed to give first. Honor has something to give. Write this down. Honor has something to give, and what it gives is preference, which means it prefers someone else over himself or herself. Not only does it give preference, it gives reference. Come on. It gives reference to, I didn't get here on my own. Man, we have this because of this person, and we have that because of that person. But the true test of humility and honor, I'm going to be very repetitive this morning, because I feel like these are life hacks you need in your life and that you need to understand so that you can be successful. Um, I referenced a person who is currently going through something that because they failed to honor their past, They failed to honor their origins and where they came from. They're now in a place of isolation, and they're in a place of, wow, all of this, they don't really have much to work on or to work with or to go on. Why? Because this person thought that they got there by themselves. They thought, oh, well, this is what God revealed to me. Now, let me explain this to you. It is the Spirit of God that gives revelation, but we also know throughout all of history and throughout all of time that God, what? He uses people. We can say, man, I just got this revelation on my own, and maybe even the revelation that you're writing down on this notebook was not something that was said from this pulpit, but it was under the presence and the anointing of how God is operating through this pulpit. And if you received it in that session, no matter what pulpit you're sitting under or you're sitting in, that deserves reference. That is constantly giving reference. And he is a 65, I mean, I'm just rounding, 67-year-old man, and he's still 
giving reference. I can tell you 100%, it is because of dad's humility and honor that he is in the place that he's in today. He tells a story about the turtle sitting on that, on that post, right? And he looked out and they knew that that turtle did not get there on its own. We are the same way. And I just want this to be very true. Throughout your whole journey in life, this is true. If there's revelation that's blessed your life, if there's teaching that has made your life better, it is because it came from somewhere. And honor, what does it do? It gives two primary things. It gives preference, yes, but it also gives reference. Let's read this one more time. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11, he, he, he saw 10 lepers, and he told them to go and show yourself to the priests, and as they went, they were miraculously healed. But only one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising, and listen, honoring God with a loud voice. You guys know this, and I love that Alan and Caitlin were teaching it this morning, but everything we believe in, especially honor, it has an expression. What we have has a voice. It needs to have a voice. And he lay face downward at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over again. So what did this one out of 10 do? He honored, and then what did he do? He gave thanks. This is huge. You may think, man, look where I'm at. Look what I've done. Look what God's done. But who does God use? What does God use? God uses people. Now, we may think, okay, well, I just need to be thankful for God, or it's only God that does the work. Can I just say this for a moment? And I'm going to read it to you in the book of John chapter 5 in just a few minutes. But even Jesus talking about his decision-making process, which we'll get to in a moment, he said that if we don't honor the Son, who is the what? The per- yes, the Son of God, but the Son of God is the person of God. And if we don't honor the Son, then we're not honoring the Father. Can I just tell you this? If we're not honoring the people that God has sent and used in our life, and we think we can just, just only honor God, we're not honoring God. And in fact, it negates our honoring God if we don't honor the people that he has chosen to use in our life. How do I know this? Because Jesus even said, if you don't honor the Son, then you're not honoring the Father. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let's keep reading. And then you see Jesus' response. Kind of a sassy response here. You look at it, I'm like, wow, this is like not the Jesus that everybody's painting today. Like, oh, just all love and peace, man. Like literally, like him and Bob Marley are the same person. But he responds and says this. What does he say? Where are the others? (laughs) Were there not ten of you? You know that Jesus knows there was ten of them. He was right there. He already sent ten of them to the priest saying, go walk there and tell the priest. Go show the priest. And then he says, were there not ten of you? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and listen? I'm not getting hard on you. I'm just getting passionate. It's just stirring up in me. Were there no, was there no one else found to return and give thanks and praise to God except for this one foreigner? Now, I don't know why he identifies him as a foreigner. I haven't done that much research yet. But in my mind, maybe the other guys weren't foreigners. 
maybe Jesus is thinking, man, these guys aren't foreigners. Like maybe they should know better. Or maybe they should be the first ones to come and say, come back and give thanks. But then Jesus goes on to say, but he said out to him, go up and go on your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. Now here's the thing. I believe the Bible takes record of this one account to teach us a lesson. That honor and humility and thankfulness are the key components for us to succeed, not just spiritually, but also naturally in life. Do you know that only one out of these ten got the blessing from Jesus saying, go on your way, your faith has made you whole. But yet, that, that is something that he got that no one else got. No one else got to hear that. But what's so interesting, and I don't understand this quite yet, but let's just think about it for a moment. Jesus told these ten lepers, go and show yourselves to the priests. So these, these lepers were saying, Jesus, have mercy on us. Show us your mercy. And they were saying, they were looking for help. And Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. Ten out of ten were healed. But one out of ten was different. And I believe he received an extra special blessing as a result of him coming back and giving honor to God and giving thanks to God. But guess what? He didn't just do that to God on his way to the priest. He came back to what? Tell the person. To share with a person. We only glorify God. We only magnify God. But man is still important that we give what? Preference and that we give reference. Let me, read, let me read to you a couple more things here. Remember, humility remembers where it came from. Honor gives reference and credit to God, but also to those who got us where we currently are. And for the opportunities that we now have offered to us. Okay, listen. Honor embraces and expresses gratitude. This is the method in which honor expresses preference. Saying, no, you may be looking at me thinking that I'm great, or this is awesome, right, to this. Maybe it was your mom and dad who taught you this or taught you that, or maybe, and I don't know, you guys have heard my testimony. Everyone asks me, how'd you get in guitar? Because they're just, they look at the end product, and I'm like, they're like, how'd you get started? What inspired you? Literally, my story is always the same. It starts with, my parents made me. <laughs> At 13 years old, my parents made me. Then, within a couple years, I started going to Teen Mini as Acquire the Fires, and that ignited an inspiration and a passion inside of me, and I knew that it was, that had to do with my calling in one way or the other, and that I had to pursue it. So then from there, Yes, by the grace of God, I started becoming more of a faithful steward, but it didn't start with me. It started with <laughs> an obligation. I didn't have a choice. What am I doing? Even though it's the reality of the story, I'm not trying to give reference or honor to my parents for that because I don't even tell them every time I tell you guys that this is how the story went. But yet at the same time, if I can honor my past when I'm no longer connected with it, it shows whether or not my heart is truly humble and it proves whether my heart is truly honoring. Because if we're honoring for reward, it's not honor. If we're honoring for benefit, it's not honor, it's self-seeking. Thanks for tuning in to the Go Ministries International Podcast. For more information, go to goministries.net.
and follow us on social media to get more content like this straight to your phone. Remember, no matter what you've done or where you're at in life, you're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable.